Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. In this scrap episode, Fight Director Justin Lee talks about transitioning actors from rehearsal weapons to performance weapons and how to sell a violent moment safely. And now Justin Lee. So I learned later, a few years later when I did West Side Story, I didn't let them have the metal blades for a long time. Because um, knife fights are scary, because you just are inherently closer. Um, you have to be to make it look cool. So I made them use these IKEA, like plastic IKEA knives, forever. And when I finally gave them real knives, I learned, okay, guys, we're going to stop. We're going to do this so, so slowly. Make sure you guys are totally comfortable. Make sure you know these knives are not going to bite you somehow. And when um, you say real knives, what safety? I, mean, I know there's safety precautions on the props. but Yeah, there's safety. Um, so d- depending, well, most of the time it really is... It's a, a metal real knife. sword. It's a metal, and a lot of times they are real knives that we just you get someone with a grinder and you just make it dull. So like they're real switchblades, you know, or butterfly knives. Um, I mean, stage combat swords are a little bit different because they're made to just be pounded on. Yeah, um, so they don't have like, quite the balance or the finesse to their construction. And well, I mean, good ones do well. They'll still be really well balanced. They'll still handle like a real sword, but they're just made to take a beating, not to cut through something. Okay, and so. They're they're made to be able to hit over and over and over. They're forged and, yeah. differently. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I don't forge swords, so I can't go into it. But I know actors are notoriously bad at not beating up props, so <laughs> you kind of need to make sure that they're made to take a beating. That makes sense. Yeah. So you gave them. You took a step back. And... So I took a step back. Yeah. So that's the lesson I learned is if when you, I mean, when you when you put them in a new space. So if you're if you're in the rehearsal hall and then you move to the stage. That's a good opportunity. So going back to process, I guess, earlier, if I know they're going to be moving from rehearsal hall to stage, I'm going to try to make sure I'm at that rehearsal if I can be. So I can be like, okay, we're in a new space. And even though the spacing is exactly the same for this fight, just being in the new space, you know, throws actors for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. Like, actually, like, oh my gosh, I'm in a new space. I don't know what five feet is anymore. But but so it's good to, to be there and to make sure you're kind of there as... You know, if nothing, it's just sort of the safety blanket. So they feel good that, okay, you know, the fight choreographer's watching. He's going to make sure this is okay. But if you're going to introduce a new element, when you get them in costumes, um, it's a similar thing. I make sure I'm there for the fight call. I'm like, okay, let's do this halftime and make sure that everything feels comfortable and there's nothing weird. So that they at least aren't thinking about all these different things. Because I want them thinking about one thing when they're fighting. And that is, you know, make sure the fight is executed safely and correctly. Um, talk to me about Fight Call. Fight Call. Um, I love shows that will do Fight Call. Not all shows will do Fight Call. Yeah, again, I guess it's another process thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, yeah, you should do a Fight Call for this show. Especially if there's if there's long fights. I mean, I don't know that you necessarily need a Fight Call for, like, one punch that's going to show up in the middle of a scene. If you're going to have what someone would call a fight, I don't know how long that is or what that's defined as. But yeah, I mean, it's a good idea to have a fight call at the top of the show. And the thing that we'll always do in a fight call is one, just do a halftime and not like the fake halftime, but like real halftime, slow this down. Just make sure. I mean, it's something weird is your mic pack in a weird place that it's not, you know, for whatever reason that is throwing something off is your costume just been washed and now it's tighter. So make sure that's cool. Just, is there anything, anything? So just do it once to make sure everything feels comfortable 
you haven't done the show in four days because that's the timing of the schedule. You know, make sure you just get it back in your mind. So do a one-time, half-time. If there's music to the fight, don't worry about that. Just walk it through. Make sure that you get yourself, you know, in the right headspace to do this. And then do the fight. Do the fight. Make sure it's there. Um, make sure everything feels right the way it should. Do you use fight captains? Um, sometimes. Depends on the show. It depends if, if, if we need one or not. Um, it also depends on the stage manager. Okay, um, talk to me about that. I've had great stage managers that run an incredibly good fight call. And I don't need a fight captain for that. Because they've just been paying attention. They know what should be going on. They ask me a lot of questions. You know, I can say, yeah, watch out for this, this, and this. And, and they run a great one. But yeah, some shows will yeah designate one or two people to be fight captains to, to help people through, to make the fight call work. If people have questions to, you know, help them with a movement or something. But I don't really have a rule about that. It kind of depends on the on the show. What would you tell an actor that they need to do to make this all look good? <laughs> <laughs> to make it all look good? Because I feel like we talked about what they need to do to be safe. Because mm-hmm. you talked about eye contact yeah. and then speed. So two big things. Well, two big things. I'm going to say that and then I'm probably going to add more. Um, some big things. <laughs> the person who is... Ha- who is having the violence against them, the person who's being attacked, is in charge of selling the movement. Um, If I'm going to pull your hair, that is 100% on you to sell the hair pulling. Um, Because I'm not going to actually pull your hair. If I'm punching you, it is up to you to make it look like you just got punched. Because I'm not going to punch you. So you've got to create kind of your... You know, if I normally punch your face, great. You know, momentum physics would take over. It would snap your neck that way. Your body would fly. But I'm not actually going to punch your face. So it's up to you to create that momentum to throw yourself that way. But the person who is having the violence perpetrated against them is the one who sells the movement. And that's a big thing. If I'm going to grab you and throw you, because this is one where people don't think of that being violence. But there's violence in, I swear, almost every show. There is somewhere. Um, Music Man. Least violent story you can imagine. Marion smacks somebody in the library because she's trying to hit Professor Hill, but she smacks Tommy Gillis. Oh, that's right. There's violence in and Music Man. The, and, and the guy who sells anvils, doesn't she slap him? That yeah, like probably slaps him. She, I know she pushes him off. There's a push, there's probably a slap. People grab someone and shake them. People grab people and throw them. Like, that stuff happens in comedies all the time. So where people aren't thinking of it being violent, there's violence in so many shows. Almost every show, I swear, has a moment... A violence. I mean, probably not every show, but it just happens so much. And so, yeah, the perp- so that's where it's so important to know um, that the person who is having the violence against them sells the movement. Because you'll get someone who will grab someone by the scruff of the neck to throw them across the room, and they'll throw them across the room. If I'm the one throwing someone, and for people who aren't seeing this, for just listening, I'm not a big person. Um, <laughs> even I can throw someone across the room and, you know, hurt them. And if someone big is doing it and just throws them, but you want that person to be in control so that they don't get hurt. Um, And that sells the movement. So that's one of the ways to make it look good and be safe is to always make sure that person is in control and they're controlling the movement if they're the one getting hurt. Things should almost always look bigger than they are. Um, And this is kind of like someone, when I was in college, the guy who taught me a lot of fight choreography stuff said, stage combat has so much more in common with WWE than it does with kung fu movies, you know, or martial arts. Because it's big and you want to see the audience, or the audience needs to see what's about to happen. So if I'm going to do a punch, 
and I was doing a martial arts punch, it would be straight line, very efficient. Um, if I'm doing a punch on stage, I actually want to see a big pulling my fist back wind up before I punch you. So the audience says, oh, that person's about to get punched. Oh, they did just get punched. You actually want to telegraph that stuff. So, and the reason I say that is because a lot of times people, if they did martial arts at some point in their life, they're like, oh, I can choreograph a fight. And you actually need to flip the mentality. You don't want it to be real and efficient. You want it to be big and goofy because you need to show the audience what's happening. Um, and that's how you make it actually look good for stage is to make it bigger than you think it should be. And it feels stupid if you've ever actually thrown a punch. You're like, this is ridiculous. But that's what the audience is going to see. And it's going to make a difference. You know, like with so many movements on stage, you wouldn't do that normally, but you need to get the, you know, the information of the person on the back row so it's bigger than you would do if you're talking to someone in a room. 